You are tuned in to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders, sharing their testimonies and the work they're doing for the Lord. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus reminds us, Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We hope this program will encourage you to do just that. Now here's your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pastor Ashley Gronholm from Elijay, Georgia. Pastor Ashley is a revivalist, prophetic worship leader, fierce lover of Jesus, author, founder of the McDallas School of Apostolic Ministry, and creator of Be Free TV. She is married to Greg Gronholm and a mother of three beautiful children. Thank you, Pastor Ashley, for being on Faith City Outreach today to share about worship and the overflow from the secret place. Amen. Thank you so much. It's a privilege and honor to be here, Marina. Pastor Ashley, I know that you are a prophetic worship leader. Please share where the Lord is using you today to utilize this gift. And how did you realize that you had this gift? Okay, well, first of all, where the Lord is using me Right now, we've been having, we're in our ninth week of holding worship revival gatherings in our city town square in the center of our historic district. And it has been so incredible to just get out there with our guitars and just worship freely and allow the Holy Spirit to move over the worship. So this is not performance worship. This is not the big slick band with all the, the tricky sound gear. We are unplugged. We are just standing with our instruments, worshiping and allowing Holy Spirit to speak through those moments as as we are worshiping. Worship is really the highest form of prayer. A lot of people Mm. don't realize that. But when Mm. we are declaring, it's such a powerful thing when you open your mouth and you declare a word. So if you sing a word, if you're singing scripture or you're singing a praise to Jesus, You're lifting up the name of Jesus. That is so powerful. It makes the demons run. So that's what we're doing right now. In the past, I've recorded several CDs. Um, I've been singing in church all my life growing up. And I've done many, many concerts and things like that. But right now, this worship in the square is one of the most favorite things I've ever done because it's so um, just so raw and open and honest. And Holy Spirit is moving I love when he'll speak and let me just release a prophetic word, speaking um, and praying over people who are present and so forth. And we do this live on social media right now. um, So other people around the world can watch it, around the country can watch it. And uh, yeah, that's that's what what I'm doing mostly. But how it began, how I discovered being prophetic to answer the second part of your question. I found around the time... Uh, that I really started to get quiet and get away with the Lord and soak in his presence and really focus and center myself as I was worshiping. And I felt very drawn to certain worship artists who were um, just taking me into a deeper place in the spirit. And in those places in worship, God started to visit me with visions and show me images and burn in my heart. And I would just be rocking and sobbing on my face before the Lord, you know, with the things that Holy Spirit would show me. And you always know it's the Lord because he'll bring it right back to your remembrance. Like I'm choking up just talking about that. 
it's a powerful place to to operate from. And if pastors and worship leaders and all ministers of God would worship in that secret place, we would the performance would come off of us. I used to be a country singer. My whole family on my father's side are professional musicians. I'm a fourth generation professional musician. But praise God, Holy Spirit has shown me what worship is all about. And it's not about us. It's about worshiping King Jesus. And the best worship is when you are on your face, barely able to stand and singing into the microphone without anybody watching you or looking at you. It's all about getting low on your face before Jesus. I mean, hallelujah. That is the best place. Holy Spirit. It's all about Holy Spirit. You know, if we only... If we don't have that relationship with Holy Spirit, where we've really allowed him to open up the prophetic to us, and sometimes it takes training. Sometimes we don't recognize God's doing that with us, but praise God, I've been you know able to be around people in apostolic ministry where they're prophetic and they've been able to help me recognize what God is doing with me. That's enabled me to embrace it and then release it without fear so that other believers can be blessed and enriched by it, hopefully. I love how you say that your worship is raw and open and honest, and that the Lord has shown you visions. Can you share at least one vision that the Lord had shown you? I don't know, it could be a recent one, or even the time that you, when he first started sharing them with you. Yes. Amen. I'd be happy to. I've had two two visions recently that were really powerful in the last month that were really important. And sometimes they happen in a preparation for something that is about to happen in my life. Sometimes Jesus is just ministering and blessing my heart. Um, and before I go into those visions, I want to mention the Zadok priesthood because in, in Ezekiel 41 verse in Ezekiel 40 verse 46 we read about the Zadok priests and their role was to minister to the Lord in the secret place in the Holy of Holies mm-hmm. you know they're the minstrels and, and and such that were in the temple but the Zadok priests were in the Holy of Holies with the high priests and their role was to stand in that place and minister unto the Lord. What I'm wanting to be talking about today is really essentially that it's, it's the Zadok priesthood. It's where you're all about ministering to Jesus. So when I was soaking in some really powerful worship music recently, one vision that I had, um, it was so strong that I was just weeping and weeping. And what I saw, the images come one at a time. I saw the feet of Jesus and I saw the nails in his feet. And my hands were just gently upon his feet, just touching his feet. And then he showed me his hands and the nail prints in his hands. And glory to God, it was really powerful. And and then he showed me, he, he said, I'm the lifter of your head. See, Holy Spirit will give you these, these scriptures while it's happening. I'm the lifter of your, of your head. And he lifted up my face to look at him you know these are the kinds of encounters that we can have with jesus when we let the religion and the religiousness the religiosity of it all the formalness of it all fall away and we just be like the woman who washed jesus's feet with her tears in luke 7 right Mm -hmm. we all know that story 
of the woman who washed his feet with her hair and her beard. She was just adoring Jesus and laying it all down. Well, later that day, I got some very, very bad news. And I know that Jesus went before me to say, I'm your savior. I'm here to protect you. Keep your eyes on me. You're going to be okay. That was important. So sometimes timing is important. Another one that I had, I was just about a week ago, was just soaking and closing my eyes and worshiping. And I saw Jesus. And it's like I'm watching a movie. I saw myself and Jesus sitting across from one another, like in chairs. And, and I could see that we were standing, we were sitting eye to eye, looking at one another, facing each other, like I was watching us. And then I'm looking straight in his face. And he, he just kept, he, he was holding my, my face in his hands and he was, he was wiping my, my tears off of my face with his thumbs like that. Can you, can you imagine that? Mm. And he was holding my face and wiping my tears. And I was hearing the verse, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit. I wipe away every tear in heaven. There will be no more tears. Mm. There'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more mourning. You know, some of us are going through so much right now and there's so much persecution and warfare. I mean, the more that we profess the name of Jesus, the more the warfare comes. We're seeing so much division in our country and in our churches and our families. And, and now more than ever, we have to be able to get into the secret place so that we can encounter the presence of God, who is Jesus through the Holy Spirit to be strengthened for this hour. And that is why I believe worship has become so important for the church right now. Why we're seeing revivalists and worship just, you know, shooting to the top, to the forefront, to the foreground, <coughs> excuse me, of the church and of like what we're, what we're seeing that's really happening in the church. It's about worship because worship is the highest form of prayer. It's not that the, Bands are so cool, and they are. Some of them are like, I love Maverick City. They're wonderful. Um, but really, it's about the the intimacy that's happening in that moment as we worship the King of Kings. And, and Revelation 19 tells us all about that. You know, the 24 elders lay their crowns at the throne of God, and they say, holy, holy, holy. And, and you know, and they're just worshiping perpetually, meaning day and night, all the time. At the throne of God, if we're true worshipers of Jesus, that should not be off-putting to us. Some people are like, oh, I don't know, I want to sit in heaven and worship God forever and ever. I mean, isn't there something else for me to do? Well, I would say you better read your Bible and you better like pray and repent and know God because if you really love Him, you absolutely want to be to see worshiping Him all the time. Right, Amen. you want to be in His presence all the time. Right, right, absolutely. Right. How do we? get back to adoring Jesus as you beautifully explained how do we get back to adoring Jesus again well the worship leaders have a big role to play in that because they're setting the tone and they're getting our hearts ready to hear the word and we know that scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God so if we're, if we're making good choices, it's, it's a team effort, really, the administration, the pastors, everybody choosing the right worship set. The worship leaders need to truly be in love with Jesus and be radical for him to lead the congregation into true, authentic worship. And then you've got to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can't have a lukewarm church 
where they only want to talk about grace. And let me tell you, mm -hmm. I love grace. I'm a big grace girl because I came out of Mormonism, tons of legalism, had an encounter with Jesus. He set me free from that. Praise God. And so grace became very, very important to me. But I then learned, well, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, though, is going to enable you to submit to God, to hear the voice of God, and to encounter your spiritual gifts and all the prophetic ministry. So if you don't know anything about that, then you could end up having a very, like a church that feels like they're in lockdown, like everybody's in a straitjacket, you know, and it's not even about being charismatic. You don't have to run the room to prove that the Holy Spirit is, is moving by. It could show up just with tears, just with wanting to get on your face or just being very, uh, you know, it's however Holy Spirit moves. But sometimes people are just laid out on the floor when the presence of God is so heavy. The real anointing is so heavy and we can get excited and jump up and down and run and shout. And I do that, too. I love that. I do. But it's like worship can move you through different levels. You can start with that hopping praise. And get everybody fired up and joyful. But the goal is to get to the deep place, the, the deeper things of God, the secret place. So, you know, you got to know the word. If you're a worship leader, you've got to love the word of God. You've got to know it and you have to have a foundation. Everything can't be exper experiential. You have to know the literal word of God. Because when you're singing and prophesying, that word flows out of you. Prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And Jesus is one with the word. John 1, 1. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the word. So when we have all of that moving and working together, I believe we're going to have really powerful worship. And that's why we have powerful worship in certain mm -hmm. hot spots that we're seeing in the church today. Why do you think some pastors don't talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? That's a really good question. I, I would probably chalk it up to denominational control. Like they just have been indoctrinated against it. Literally, some denominations think it doesn't exist. They believe That's that true. you have the Holy Spirit by faith when you believe in Jesus, which is accurate. But we also know that Paul in Acts 9 after encountering Jesus, God sent Ananias to him to lay hands on him, to open his eyes, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Then Paul was able to go preach with boldness. Then his eyes were awakened. Then he understood the word of God. I didn't understand the word of God until I had my encounter with the Lord. And God did something as I've come to understand a little unusual with me. Because I came out of a cult religion, which is, you know, Mormonism is a cult religion. A lot of people don't think that. They think, well, they believe in Jesus. But their Jesus is not the same as our Christian Jesus. It's not the same as Christianity at all. So I had an encounter with the Lord that also there was a baptism and I had deliverance. And there was all of these things happening. And I was immediately, immediately activated and and uh, weaponized for the kingdom of God. I mean, it happened immediately. I still had to go through the process of becoming sanctified in a sense and purified and learning how to discipline myself and so forth. But, you know, when people just don't even know that the Holy Spirit baptism is a thing, they can sometimes feel offended. Like they, mm -hmm. I've noticed people like, well, you're saying that you have something I don't have. Well, yeah. why do you have something I don't have? But that's okay. a religious spirit and we should repent.
We should just be like, uh, oh, does God have something more for me? Great, bring it on. Let's <laughs> let's get some of that. You know, why do we have to be so defensive? But but that is a spirit. It's a religious mm -hmm. spirit, and it comes from man. It comes from performance. It comes from control and indoctrination. That's why my ministry is called Be Free. Be free in Christ, but be free from mm -hmm. religious control and denomination and any anything of man that would try to limit what God wants to do. And that makes sense <laughs> with you because I know your past, well, your testimony coming out of Mormonism. I can see how you have that so passionate in you about being free. You have a Be Free TV. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, Be Free TV is actually launching on Wednesday, September 7th of next month. So all the episodes have been filmed and we're about to release it on live stream, live stream network, satellite network. And we're, we're so excited to be able to share these episodes. This program is about Bible learning and sharing about the word of God, because really there's a lot of Bible illiteracy. It's also an opportunity to share my music. And so basically I get in front of the camera and for 25 minutes or so, I am sharing a message and then I'm sharing music that, that I, that I have new songs that I've written and so forth. So there's 13 episodes just about to come out and then there'll be, you know, more to come, but very excited about it and believing for my own network in the future. I've had a lot of prophetic words about that. There's a lot of different things that I've been involved with that I could definitely um, see that happening. But for now, Be Free TV has been a dream that I'm finally seeing come to pass. And I just give God all the glory for that. I was curious to find out, I know we were talking about worship. So let's go back to worship. And I know we talk about adoring Jesus. What do you think about worship with children? Um, I've, I've worked with children a lot, actually. I, I used to teach a music program to little kids ages three to seven. And so I know a lot about how to interact and work with children. Additionally, I worked with children when, when I was younger and, and teaching them Sunday school songs and so forth. Um, little children just love to sing about Jesus. They do. They absolutely love it. I, I rarely have seen a child resist that or not want to sing about Jesus or to Jesus. And I think, you know, they're so impressionable. So it's really important that we introduce them to songs that are about the love of Jesus and how much he loves them. Um, I unfortunately was un indoctrinated a little bit in songs about pleasing Jesus, doing the right thing for Jesus. I would love to see, you know, children be singing songs about how much Jesus loves them because he really does love the children. And it's a beautiful way to shore up their faith. Those songs will stay with you forever. You know, those songs that you learned as a child. It's so true. And how interesting, how beautiful that they can just not resist the worship and just open up and just freely just enjoy it. Um, in comparison to adults, you know, sometimes we go to church and some of us, you know, resist or don't even want to, worship fully worship and surrender ourselves to the lord as you know worship music goes on i remember that being in stages as well you know the first church that i went to after leaving mormonism was a big mega church it was a non-denominational church and there no one put their hands in the air 
And I remember mm-hmm. feeling like I've got to extend my arm. Like I just had to put my hand in the air. And I felt a little strange that I was the only one, but the cut, the, the, I was so, I felt so compelled to do it that I really didn't care. And I was usually on the front row, you know, but this, um, worshiping with freedom and with joy, I just feel like there's stigmas in the church being sort of an outsider coming into the Christian community. There seems to be stigmas going on. If you, if you put your hands in the air, Oh, you must be Pentecostal or you must be mm-hmm. charismatic or you must mm-hmm. be. And then the, the people who are like grown up in the church with their lives start passing judgment on each other. But God, you know, Holy Spirit is going to fall so heavy on the church. We're coming into a season where Joel 228 has already occurred, but is continuing to ramp up that the Holy Spirit will be poured out. And this is a harvesting season. And we are seeing the true worshipers who will worship the Father in spirit and truth. John 4, 2. Uh, tw- two and three that they're going to no 20, 23 and 24, John 4, 23, 24, true worshipers. The father is now seeking the true worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. So it's not just that, you know, your Bible It's that you can worship him is that you actually want to worship. And this matters because in the end times, the beast will want us to worship him. Mm-hmm. And the true worshipers will not take his, his mark upon their foreheads or upon their right hand. I was just reading about this earlier. To have the mark of the beast on your forehead is to have the character of the world, the mm-hmm. character of the beast, to worship the beast. And we are seeing religions popping up, Wiccans, spiritualism, mm-hmm. and where they are teaching people to worship the trees, the flowers, mm-hmm. the sun, the moon, the constellations, new age. We, this has been around for ages, right? What is it all boiling down to? It's about the worship. Mm -hmm. The devil, Lucifer, fell like lightning from heaven. He was the most beautiful angel in heaven, the most beautiful one there at the throne of God. It wasn't enough for him. He wanted to become God, and he fell like lightning from heaven and took a third of the hosts of heaven with him. And their job is to try to seduce the children of God away from worshiping Jesus. So it's really a battle of worship. And in the end times, it will ramp up to that in all many forms in different ways, different political agendas, different world, one world, this and that. You know, I don't have to get into all that. It's about the worship. Do you worship King Jesus or do you worship the Antichrist and the beast and the devil, essentially? How can we best learn about your ministries? I know you are an author. I know you are... um, you have your Be Free TV that's going to be out on Wednesday, September 7th. How do we learn more about or get to know more about your ministries? What's your website? Yes, the best way is to just go to my website where you can learn about the Magdala School of Apostolic Ministry. And that's the ministry that Jesus established. And it's all laid out in Ephesians 4. He didn't create denominations. He created apostolic. Mm-hmm leaders. And that is in Ephesians four. So on my website, you can learn about my Bible school, which is online and totally free to the student. Amen. And you can also learn about any events I have coming. You can go to my events page. You can go to the media page and find out about be free TV and where we're airing and what time and how to watch it, how to connect to live stream so you can watch it. And you can also see 
different blogs and posts that I've written over the years, over the last 10 years. There's information about my book, um, Do You Know Me? A Revelation of Relationship. It's all about relationship with Jesus. That book is coming out in October. So we have all the information there and the book is available available right now as a pre-order. You can do that as well, purchasing the book. Everything's on the website, Be Free in Christ ministry.org. I am available. I'm, I'm present as well on Facebook and Instagram, but you know, websites are great. Everything that you'd want to know is there. Great. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Ashley, for being on Faith City Outreach. May God continue to use you and expand uh, for you to expand his kingdom and to exalt him in your ministries. I would like for you to share some words of encouragement or anything that the Lord has put upon your um, your heart right now. Amen. Okay. The Lord just really put on my heart to share out of Psalm 91. You know, in 2020, mm. some of us got wrapped up in, oh, we got to quote Psalm 91 to be protected from COVID. But I see it more like, well, it's about the secret place. It's being, a, it's a chapter in the Bible that, it gives us a wonderful foundation for how to encounter God. So let me read that. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. This secret place is a place of habitation. It's a place where we as believers can rest in the presence of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, encountering him, being washed by the Holy Spirit and being washed by the presence of God, our hearts being cleansed and purified. It's a place of habitation. God is always seeking habitation. In the Old Testament, he did that through the temples. You've got the Ark of the Covenant behind Ark of the Covenant behind you right there. You know, that represented habitation. God was resting in that place. Now he's resting inside of you and me. And we are the carriers. We're little God carriers carrying mm -hmm. the presence of God in us. Mm -hmm. Everywhere we go, we're weaponized for the kingdom of God. Power of God is inside you and me. Habitation. So protect your spirit, protect yourself. Stay in the, the secret place with God. Stay on the path of righteousness. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God will keep you on the path of righteousness and truth. Stay close to Jesus 
stay close to him in worship and prayer and encounter him every day is my prayer for you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Global Gospel Worship Radio with Marina Maria, where all the nations praise the Lord with Christian international music and radio programs. For more information about our radio ministry, please go to globalgospelworshipradio.org. And now we'd like to bless you with this scripture from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for listening.